the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Don't have time to go on SoCal Live today? Leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I am Scott Furrow, your host. It's great to be with you today on this Friday and... We are watching that storm going on. That storm, Ian, is still still happening. It uh, it took out a lot of Cuba, too. We didn't really talk about that. I don't think we know, but it knocked out all of their power and uh, all of that. Of course, the Florida devastation is for real. And now it's headed into the Carolinas. It might uh, pick up speed and be there again. So uh, lots of things to pray about, and uh, we'll just keep an eye on that. There are a lot of other big stories. Plus, today is Open Line Friday. <laughs> On Fridays, we will change the subject for you. Anything you would like to talk about, we do that on Fridays. So give me a call right now. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can talk about something in the news, something that is a Bible question. A couple of you have sent me a couple for today. We'll get to eventually. and uh, Or anything that's just on your mind. You can make a comment. This is your opportunity to change the subject. And maybe you'll change the whole conversation. Maybe we'll just get back to whatever we were talking about before. But today you can do that. Open line Friday, 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. All right, so we've talked about uh, the hurricane and some other things a lot this week because that certainly is the... The big U.S. story, but I don't think we should ignore what is happening in uh, with regard to the war in Ukraine. Um, just to point that out and to talk about a few things there and to remind you to not fear. There's a lot of scary conversation, though, where war is something that we could actually see happen. War with Russia is the chances of that, I think, are actually increasing. And so I would, you know, just ask you to continue to pray for our country, pray for the president. This is a big job for the president. You know, there's a lot of things that that presidents will talk about and get credit for or get blamed for that really they don't have a lot to do with. This is something where uh, whoever is the president when it comes to foreign policy has an awful lot to do with it. So this is something where we need uh, our president to do well. We do not want to have a war with Russia. We do not want that at all. Uh, or with anybody. You know, we need to, to, to not do that. Sometimes it's necessary. It's part of it. Jesus told us himself that there will be wars. I don't think wars are coming to an end. A few years ago, I don't know if you were part of the, they're thinking maybe 30 or 40 years ago was that war was obsolete. Remember that uh, whole, uh, whole bit of uh, nonsense? Uh, war is not obsolete. It's going to be a part of our lives because humans are sinful. Humans like to take things that do not belong to them. And that isn't just people going into your local convenience store or your CVS in San Francisco. It is countries do that to other countries. Somebody once said that war is theft. And uh, that is what's happening. A big piece of the theft 
Most people agree that Vladimir Putin announced that he is annexing certain parts of Ukraine, taking it. And uh, they had a vote. The vote uh, was a vote that witnesses say people were literally forced to vote at gunpoint. And different provinces of uh, different provinces of Ukraine voted to join Russia and become a part of Russia, according to uh, Vladimir Putin. And uh, those votes were uh, 95, 98 percent. That's how many people voted yes for that, which I guess makes sense. If you got a gun to your head, you know, do you want to be part of Russia or Ukraine? Uh, I guess I'll be Russia. Which do you want me to be a part of? I guess I'll do that. Uh, Probably not a lot of people uh, denying that that's happening. Putin, uh, some other big things happening. Putin illegally annexes part of Ukraine, and there has been a sabotage of Nord Stream pipelines. I'll talk about that in a minute so we understand it a little bit. But it's a big deal. It is a really big deal, big story. And, you know, what a lot of people are concerned about is that Putin is looking for the better news would be that he's looking for a way out of war because he's done terribly. And uh, it does look like Russia, at least at this point, is losing that war. And, you know, there's certainly uh, some truth probably to the fact that he's losing that war partially because of a lot of funding and stuff that's come from our country and elsewhere. And he knows that. So he knows that we have been, the United States has been funding the Ukrainians and European countries as well have been doing that. He's aware of that. It's a very embarrassing defeat. There is a list. I should find it. There is a list of Russian uh, hierarchy and oligarchs and people who run the military part of uh, Putin's cabinet, if you will, who have died. It's like 15 people who have died suddenly in the past few weeks, most of them falling out of windows or falling down stairways. And uh, it's a remarkable problem of balance these people have where they are falling out of 15 story windows and, and dying one after another. So there are there's extraordinary things happening in Russia. It is it's you know, it's a funny thing. Maybe because I'm a child of the Cold War, it's hard for me not to say Soviet Union. I don't. Do you still think in those terms? If you're I don't know if you're maybe over you know 50 years old, maybe that's how you think of it. Uh, I still think of it that way, and uh, a lot of it sure does feel the same and look the same. This is Southern California Live. It is Open Line Friday. <laughs> You can join our conversation or you can change the topic. Call us call us right now at 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. If you've got a Bible question or something on your mind, or if you want to just join in on this conversation with your thoughts, give me a call. 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. So the other big story is the Nord Stream Pipeline sabotage. And uh, it's it's a really big story. Um So Putin annexing part of Ukraine, some people think that the reason he would do that is because now if the Ukrainians go in to try to take those regions back, he can say, and no one will find this legitimate except for Putin, but he will say, well, you're no longer in Ukraine, you're in Russia, and you're attacking Russia. You you follow that? So he, he proclaims these areas to be actually Russia. And now the fighting that's going on is no longer fighting in Ukraine, it's fighting in Russia, and therefore you are fighting in Russia, and by the way, United States, who are supplying arms and financially backing all of this, you are now financing a war against uh, the motherland in Russia. See, that's how he could be seeing it, and that would be frightening. It would be better if he's just trying to find a reason to get out and say, oh, I took these, these lands and I'm done, 
and uh, maybe people will stop the fighting. Ukrainians are saying they're not going to, and uh, the world's not really going to buy that. I don't know what we're going to do, but that is a, a big problem. The pipelines that have been sabotaged, apparently, is very significant also. Some say that Putin did it to himself uh, or did these uh, blew up these pipelines in Nord Stream 1 and 2 uh, as another attack for, an, uh, for a reason to attack us or the infrastructure of the West. Uh, lots of comments from our government today as we investigate that. Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, um, had this to say. We have to be concerned about the possibility of Russian action, Russian aggression against Western infrastructure, Western facilities. We have been concerned about that from the beginning of the war. We don't have any specific intelligence to share with you today on that. But that is the reason we do contingency planning. It is the reason that we send strong deterrent messages like the president today saying that the United States will defend every inch of NATO territory. And it's why the president said today that we've elevated our surveillance and monitoring of critical infrastructure in NATO territory in the event that it is put at risk, either physically or through cyber means or otherwise. And we will continue to do that. So it continues to be a uh, escalating controversy and... um, and there's some uncertainty now about what's going on. So the United States government is concerned about the possibility of a Russian retaliation against Western infrastructure. And that is a, a pretty significant uh, thing in our world today. He, he went on to uh, have more to say. Well, before this war even began, I stood at this podium and said the possibility that we could see attacks in the United States cyber attacks, or we could see attacks in Europe, whether physical or cyber, was real. It was real then. It remains real today. And what happened with Nord Stream 1 and 2 only reminds us that it is real. So that is, you know, it's a funny thing, I guess, to say, but we really have to say it. It is real. These pipelines, I'll I'll read a little bit about those uh, for you here and explain what that is. Uh, in Europe, the the way that Germany in particular and some other European nations, but primarily Germany, Germany or Germany gets its gas uh, is from Russia through these pipelines. The Nord Stream 2 pipeline was not open. It was about to open right before the invasion of Ukraine. And the Germans decided not to open it uh, after that invasion, after the Russians invaded Ukraine. Uh, but Nord Stream 1 has been going for quite some time, and there's already an em- energy crisis. So it's a pretty serious thing. Okay, so you got two things going on. Putin is announcing that Russia is seizing nearly a fifth of Ukraine. That's how much of it. It's a large part of the country, and saying that the millions of people who are living there are now Russian citizens forever, he had to say. And under the process, which, by the way, is illegal under international law, but, you know, like people in regimes like him do, or maybe countries just when they're doing their own thing, international law only works as long as you want to recognize it. And uh, he's saying, nope, these are mine. And he claims that there are votes there with huge uh, majorities of people voting for it. People said it's actually at, at gunpoint. Um, the rest of the world is saying the whole thing is a sham, um, most of the rest of the world. The pipeline issue is this. It's a pretty serious thing that the pipelines are are leaking. So this happened on Monday. On Monday, they started noticing these in uh, Sweden. Sweden has a national seismic network, okay? It's probably similar to our geological service, okay? They would measure the earthquakes and things that go on. 
Sweden said on Tuesday that it registered two explosions near mysterious leaks that also were discovered shortly afterward by both pipelines, which have prompted uh, concerns of sabotage. They don't think this is an accident, and that would make sense, that two of them would be going on right away. Um, These pipelines, this is what they do, they're crucial to delivering Russian natural gas to Germany. And they have been central in the energy crisis that's happening in Europe. There's energy crises happening around the world. So not just where we are, and uh, we'll talk about the gas prices later that have have shot up. It's crazy how much we're paying for gas all of a sudden again. In fact, it's almost record-setting in California now. Um, The Nord Stream 2, like I said, hasn't been turned on yet, um, but Nord Stream 1 was on. And uh, Russia closed the pipeline, citing citing maintenance concerns, but it was probably just an act of war. And now we have these blasts that have damaged these pipelines. I don't think we know a lot about it. The pipelines were not on, but they're full of gas. So what's happening is that there's a lot of environmental damage and other things going. If you see a picture of it, it looks like there's like a whirlpool happening in the middle of the Baltic Sea. And uh, it's a pretty significant thing. As they continue to investigate these different groups, uh, there's a lot of finger pointing going on about who done it. That is the big question. The United States and the West is saying, well, we didn't do it. Uh, Putin is saying, yes, you did. The West and the United States did it. That's what he's saying. Uh, the West is not yet specifically, as far as I know, last I read a, a few minutes ago, not yet identified Putin specifically as the one who did it. Um, but that certainly is the implication. Earlier today, Sweden and Denmark said that the leaks were caused by several hundred kilos of explosives, huge amounts of explosives to blow up those uh, pipes. In fact, the magnitude of the explosions, they said, was measured at 2.3 and 2.1 on the Richter scale. Uh, that's a lot of explosives to blow up those those pipes. And it's in the Baltic Sea. It's a big deal. So this might seem like it's far away. This might seem like it's something that's, well, why do I need to worry about that? I got gas prices and other things. Uh, We have to worry about this. Um, We have to be concerned that this could lead to war. This is why we've got to pray for our leaders and the leaders around the world that we do not have some big war. These are the kinds of things that start wars. And if it turns out that there's you know, that we can prove who did it. Um, and if it's, uh, you know, a country trying to start a war, they, they might have done that. Jake Sullivan, our national security advisor, also had this to say. We do not believe that this was the work of any NATO ally. All right. So it wasn't the work of any, that was a short one, any of, uh, any of us. And uh, President Biden is promising to send divers to go check out exactly what happened. And at the appropriate moment when things calm down, we're going to be sending divers down to find out exactly what happened. We don't know that yet exactly, but we're not just don't listen to what Putin is saying. What he's saying we know is not true. All right. So we don't believe Putin at all. Um, what do you think about this? Do you have any thoughts about this? Is it just sort of outside of your your scope, your mind? We've had so much with the hurricane. We've got our local problems, gas prices, election coming up. Maybe we all have our own personal concerns. What do you think about all of this? 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to join our conversation. 
888-528-2557. You can also call and change the subject. If you've got a specific subject in mind, something you want to talk about, then this is the time to give us a call because it is Open Line Friday. One of the controversies going on with this that is, I think it's a problem, is that when we're, we're talking about these pipelines being blown up, uh, last February, before Putin invaded Ukraine, President Biden had some comments about the, the Nord Stream 2, which is the second pipeline. And this is getting a lot of play. And, you know, people are going to have their opinion on, on what happened. But he seemed to suggest that we might do something to prevent the Nord Stream 2 pipeline from ever opening. So if you're hearing about that, this is what the president said last February. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. Now you're going to hear a reporter question you, him about that. How will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. It was a cryptic comment back then. And it's sort of like the, and the, the room was stunned. The room's like, well, what exactly are we going to do? And he just said, well, I promise you we can do it. So that's something that has put him in a little bit of a difficult space. I'm not saying that we did it. And I certainly hope we didn't do it. You know, But... Uh, but that what it's doing now is it's giving Putin something to hang his hat on to say, well, you guys even said you were going to do it. Now, Biden was really talking about the number two pipeline and keeping it closed. He wasn't he didn't say anything about pipeline number one that was already open. So as you can see, there's a big controversy here. There is, um, you know, energy. When we talked about war at the beginning, we talked about the idea that war is theft. OK, so you have. Putin taking land that the world does not agree is his. And he might have some argument. He has some argument that it's his and, and everything, but he the argument doesn't really work. All right. The world has recognized um, what's happened in Ukraine over a long period of time, and that it's a sovereign country and the history of it. Yes, there were different parts where it went back and forth between Russia and um, different uh, parts of the, the empire there. But uh, it's 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 really not complicated in modern times. He's taking that land. And then when we're talking about energy, we're talking about economics. We're talking about economics. We're talking about gas prices in Europe and the cost to heat your home, the cost to uh, to travel. And there are so many things that are related to this pipeline. And, you know, when we're when any country is is dependent on another country and then suddenly there's tensions or war, uh, that's a big deal. And the world we live in today, where everybody is you know, interdependent, where there is peace, interdependence is a pretty good thing. But where there is not, it can be something that is um, can really upset uh, the flow of everything. So just be prepared for that. I don't want you to be afraid of it. I think we need to talk about it and put it out there. But don't be afraid. Jesus is on the throne. None of this is confusing. He knows exactly who blew up those pipelines. He knows it by name. He knows who they were. Uh, whoever did it. And uh, and he's not confused about it. We have a goal, number one, to be ambassadors of Christ, that we pray for our leaders. We want them to serve well and do well. 
But ultimately, what we want is everybody, including those people, to come to know Jesus, because the world we're in is going to come to a place of enormous conflict and confusion. And the hope that we have is Christ. The hope that we have is not simply to avoid war. The hope that we have is Jesus Christ for the salvation of the whole world. And we should be praying for everybody involved in that. This is Southern California Live. It's open phone Friday. You can call for any reason today. We'll change the subject. If you've got a Bible question, a comment you want to make, or you want to talk about whatever it is we are talking about at that moment, give us a call, 888-528-2557. Let's go to the phones. Linda in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Uh, yes, hi. Hi, um, Linda. Sorry. Um, hi. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm calling from my phone. Um, I mean, from my... I'm driving. Sorry. <laughs> you sound great. I just wanted to say... Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for um, just bringing a totally different environment, atmosphere into this um, talk show. Uh, because... Um, when you said pray for our president, I honestly, I, I felt like a sense of peace. And I thought, my goodness, what a difference <laughs> with all the political, you know, going back and forth and everything. Um, we really, I think, have lost focus, you know, uh, mm. on what we need to focus on, which is praying for our leaders. Um, at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's what it is about. Um, I am... You know, I think a strong Christian, or at least strong in my faith, and um, and there was just a lot of confusion. I think that um, was going on with. Um, I mean, I don't want to get into the political thing, but I, I just know. wanted to say thank you, and I appreciate you for um, you know bringing us back and and um, sort of grounding us back into you know what we need to focus on, which is you know our our spiritual. <laughs> well, um, thank you, Linda. I appreciate I it. I understand what you're saying. You know, the Bible tells us to pray for our <laughs> leaders. It doesn't say pray for the leaders we like. Um, right. You know, um, <laughs> right. And the thing is, is I think we get confused. And I, I say this a lot because I do think there's confusion. When we say pray for our leaders, it doesn't mean pray that they're successful with evil schemes or pray that they're right. successful with a bad policy. You know, it's pray exactly. that they that they ultimately would turn to Christ for their decision making, that they would ask God for wisdom, that they would change their mind. Exactly. If they're, you know, exactly. and we want to pray that they do well. You know, we do not want a war with Russia. Mm-hmm. Right now we want President Biden to be very good at his job related to this. Right. We, we he's the right. president, no one else is the president at the moment. He needs to do a good job. We need to pray for that. When when Paul and I got to take a break here in a minute. When Paul told us to do this in First Corinthians or First Timothy one, he was probably talking about Nero. Pray for Nero, uh, who is probably the most evil leader everywhere. He certainly wasn't saying pray that Nero is successful at burning us at the stake and blaming us for everything. You know, right? Um, that's um, so I I do think yeah I do thank you for that um, because I I don't know I mean I feel like. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Like, I've always been, you know, um, a, a, like a, a more of a George W. Bush and John McCain type of Republican. I, I'm sorry. Um, I said I wasn't going to get political, but I just, you know, I have the strong beliefs, but I just, 
there was just so much going on. And I was just like, you know what, I, I need a break from all this, you know, political thing. I, I need a break from it because I feel like we're losing focus yeah. on what our faith is it's supposed to be. And we're going more towards political and steering away from, you know, the biblical. Yeah, I, I don't have, know. That was my yeah, thought. Linda, I appreciate your thoughts, and I have to take Thank a break. You. I'm over. Thank you for calling and listening to Southern California Live. What do you think about that? Do you have those uh, thoughts? And what do we do about it? How do we make sure that as Christians, we are putting the kingdom of God first? 888-528-2557. It is Open Phone Friday. You can call about anything that you would like to call about. 888-528-2557. I'll be back in just a moment. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll return as the Friday edition of SoCal Live continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Good to be with you. It is Open Phone Friday. That means the lines are open for whatever call you would like to make. Whatever you'd like to talk about, we'll change the subject to that, or you can just keep talking with us about the subject at hand. We started talking about uh, what's going on with Vladimir Putin and the potential for for war and what we need to to do as believers and trusting in the Lord. Uh, let's go to uh, Blanca in Torrance. Welcome to Southern California Live. Scott, you're awesome. Thank you for being there. Well, thanks, Blanca. Um, thanks I, for calling. I'm so grateful. Um, the, the last the last caller, I forgot her name, but it's so good to be able to speak our minds because really we have to just keep the main thing is the main thing. Find an ass-kicking good church, someone that's speaking and, and reading the Word and helping you to get better and better in, in your own walk because our country is, is really in dire straits, and I love your music, by the way, um, it's the country is doing stuff that just doesn't make sense. I mean, my taxpayer money, I'm a tutor, mm. my taxpayer money is going to some stuff that we don't even know where it's going. You know, yep. if I start to listen, which I don't want to, um, what? Billions of dollars going where? If people woke up and knew what was going on, I don't think it'd be so passive like it is. But you're asking, what can we do seriously in the last year? Year and three months, I found the best church that I've been in in, in decades, and it's helping me personally, professionally, well, personally and spiritually, okay? Mm-hmm. I am so grateful that I'm able to read my Bible and, and just listen to the Word to help me keep straight, because before I used to have, I'm not lying, like road rage even, because just people are so dumb. And again, we all have stuff, we all have stuff going on. But God just wants us to keep the main thing, the main thing. If we can keep on shining God's light, because he's not going to come down and do it himself, not until he's ready to, to kick butt or take us up. But we just have to do, like, listen to you, listen to people that are willing to speak the truth. And what little piece of my world can I do to help, to help people? That's all to help the world. All right, Blanca, thank you for your call. And you know what? Stay in the Bible. That is the, you know, and when mm-hmm. you're listening to people on the radio or your pastor or whoever, stay in the Word of God. Uh, you know, a great a great testimony that uh, from a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, he got saved a few years ago, and I was had the, the privilege as a pastor to baptize him, and it was really great. He started reading the Bible, uh, I don't know, about two years ago, just cover to cover, just started in Genesis and just blew through it. His wow. life changed. 
And he said to me, he said, you know, just the way I watch the news, I totally see the world in a different light. And he's engaged. He wants to do things, but he sees the world through a biblical lens. And that is a big deal for us. And so I would encourage you through your church and wherever you are to to always look at the world through a biblical lens and realize that God's in charge. The plan hasn't changed. And the plan for you is to love the people that God has placed in your life so that they see Jesus in you, so that you're prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. That's a big deal for all of us, and we can't let other things get in the way. Blanca, thank you for your call. I'm glad you're excited about uh, growing in your faith. That's a big deal. 888-528-2557. It's Open Phone Friday. We'll talk about whatever's on your mind. We started talking about uh, the developments that have happened in the Ukrainian war and the annexation of parts of Ukraine by uh, Putin, which the world thinks is illegal, but he did it anyway. And the uh, Nord Stream pipeline, the, the implications of all of these, the threaten, the threatening of nuclear war, lots of different things. We're going to keep our hope in Jesus Christ and stay on mission. 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. 888-528-2557. Lucy in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Scott. Hi, Lucy. Um, I was just thinking a little bit long. Should I call or should I not? Usually I'm trying to stay away from politics, but this is like too much touching my origin country, which is Armenia. I'm Armenian. Mm, yeah. And um, I am coming literally like last week I came from Armenia. And it's really like... Um, I haven't seen my parents for 10 years, my family. And once I arrived to Armenia, like literally next day, Turkey with Azerbaijan's support, I mean, vice versa, Azerbaijan with Turkey's support and Russian support, they start bombarding Armenia. Right, there are attacks happening in Armenia. Probably most people don't know that. It doesn't really make the news uh, in a big way. But it, it affects exactly. you and a lot of people who are right here in our community in Southern California who are Armenian. Um, how are, and, you, um, are your parents over there now? Yes, actually, my uh, parental family is there. Like, um, even though I came back already back to the U.S., but, you know, I can't find my peace yet. Because my country is in danger, my family is in danger. And um, Nancy Mm. Pelosi visited my country and they said, so she was communicating with the government. I would say the um, prime minister is not giving any better hope either of Armenia because he's not a very good decision maker and, well, don't want to judge, whatever. But um, it looks like Armenia is in a really big challenge right now. And um, it's a big shape of Russia, like the big part of Russia, which I blame on. And because of the Ukrainian situation, they need an access to somewhere else, like exit to other side of the world. And they kind of want to take over some Armenian part of the territory and just, you know, and so many kids die. Like, this is it's a like, terrible thing. So bad. Hey, let me tell you what I'm going to do, Lucy. I have been speaking with somebody about uh, who's uh, aware of what's going on in Armenia and is in ministry there, and uh, we're going to have him on the show maybe next week or the week after to talk about that. So uh, we'll get yeah. more into that, because I think Christians need to know how we can even pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are here, or people like yourself who have family who are suffering in this war that's not going to get the same attention as Ukraine 
um, even though it's exactly. not it's not entirely unrelated. Um, it is totally related, yeah. actually. And uh, the bad thing is, like, Armenia is the only Christian country in that neighborhood and all surrounded with Muslims. And, you know, it's just, like, so disturbing, the, this whole situation, what's happening in there. Yeah. And Russia did the referendum for uh, part of the Ukraine saying, like, now it's Russian territory, which is not. And in the war situation, you yeah. can't do a referendum and i watched the videos how did that rep- referendum happen did you see yeah, it i saw some of that lucy I, I want to take some other calls i have a lot of people waiting but i i'm glad for your yeah. your phone call and i uh, just want to let you know to keep listening we're going to talk about uh, what's happening over there here uh in the next week or two Thank you. Just, all right please pray for my country too yeah i'll do that all right lucy thank you in fact i'll do that right now here thank just for god. a second all right god i thank you for lucy i pray thank that you'd you. be with her parents and i pray for all the people who are suffering in these wars that are happening around the world in a greater number than even what we're watching on the news give us hope let the gospel be proclaimed uh, because you're our only hope. We thank you, Lord, for Lucy and her family. Please protect them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lucy, for your call. Appreciate that. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. It's Open Phone Friday, 888-528-2557. Uh, let's go with Elizabeth and Hawthorne. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Good morning, or good afternoon, that is. Um, it's morning somewhere. Good enough. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I And that Blanca beforehand was one of the members of our church. She's a dear sister of mine, so ah. I just wanted to say that. But quickly, quickly, I just wanted to say, you know, one of the, the, obviously we need to pray. We need to pray about everything that's going on in our world. But I think one of the biggest problems that we have as Christians and even in our churches is that we don't discuss a lot of the things that need to be discussed. And unless we're talking about it, we're not praying about it. So I think as Christians and as churches, I think we need to, you know, we don't have to get deep into politics, but I think things need to be mentioned, uh, and we need to have kind of a broader, bigger uh, picture of what it is that we should be praying about, you know, in our congregations, but also in our small groups uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and um, other things like that. It's just, you know, it's one of the, the things that drives me crazy most about churches is that we don't talk about abortions, we don't talk about politics and things that are going on, and, and it's just, it drives me crazy. So I I just pray that more churches will, you know, uh, figure out that there are other issues besides just the day-to-day ones. Uh, we have global and world problems, and unless we can get together strategically, churches, Christians, all across the world, and pray about this, um, you know, God will hear our prayers. Yeah. He'll heal our land. Amen. Amen. I got to go to break, Elizabeth. Thank you for your call. And you Thank are you. and you're right. And by the way, the 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 Bible is loaded with stuff about nations. You know, a lot of it's specific to Israel, but a lot of it is about the nations and about how we pray, how God is involved with our leaders. And you're right. In our churches, we need to be praying for a lot more than just make sure that everybody's healthy and safe and the things we, you know, our own little worlds. We are to be praying for the world and for leaders. First Peter 2.17, show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. He's talking about a pretty bad emperor, but we, we stay involved. Uh, Jeremiah 29.7, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. 
pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. There's a lot. I can go on and on. There's a lot in Scripture about praying for our nation and being aware of the issues um, and being engaged that way. That is for sure something we need to do. That's what we do on this program, by the way, Southern California Live. We're on every day from 3 to 5. This is Open Phone Friday. i got to take a break. I see your calls on hold. I'll get back to you as soon as I get back. The number is 888-528-2557. I will be back. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Friday edition of SoCal Live continues. Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. It is Open Phone Friday. We'll change the subject just for you. 888-528-2557. We've been talking about war, praying for leaders, and the church being engaged. And what that means biblically, 888-528-2557. Dennis in Thousand Oaks, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, hi, Dennis. Have a nice day. I am. Yeah, just the real basics. I wanted to get this important message out. The the value of daily prayer. It's really remarkable the impact that it can have on everybody's life. Daily prayer. We all put our shoes on every day. We all put our pants on one leg at a time each day. Daily prayer is very important. Uh, coming up on our thirteenth wedding anniversary next week. Uh, the life changer. Been doing this for 15 years, and six months later, I met my wife. A year after we got married, and we we jointly prayed together out loud every day for a few minutes, hmm. and it has a wonderful impact. Uh, I reference how I learned about it 15 years ago. A Gallup study that was done in the 90s. They found actually that married couples who pray together daily have a divorce rate of less than one percent. Yeah, I remember that that study. It was that and and regular Bible study. Uh, if you prayed, That's and right. you had, the divorce rate is very small. And uh, less than five, between six and eleven percent of couples actually pray together every day. So it doesn't it doesn't happen as much as it should. But if you really want to separate yourself from the crowd, uh, yeah, and be closer to God and ask the Lord for guidance each day in what you do. It's just a wonderful, good things happen in your life. Yeah, Dennis, thank you very much for your call and for, for giving that advice. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not meant to be like, you know, a magic trick. What happens when you're praying regularly and you're praying regularly with your spouse is that it puts you on the same page and your Bible study as well. Uh, I've done a series before called The Bible in 90 Days. You can There's a curriculum and all of that. There's a, something on the Bible app if you want to do it. So read the whole Bible in three months. You just blow through it. But it, when you read it that way, you get the story of the Bible. So you don't understand everything, but you get the story. And couples did that together. And one couple in particular, they told me it saved their marriage. And what say, they said what happened is, is we found ourselves after a few weeks of that um, being on the same page every day and suddenly talking about God and talking about the Bible and talking about what God's doing and then realizing we need to pray for our kids and pray for our, our world and pray for all those things, and it completely changed their life. Um, this is something that you, you take by faith and you follow God and you do it, and you'll see what happens um, when you do it. I can't encourage you more to to be somebody who is a person of prayer uh, for real, 
and that you learn how to pray for all kinds of different things. And the Bible reading will help you do that. All right, 888-528-2557. Jean in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, hi. Um, I just have a few comments. You know, I agree with praying and all that, but I want to say this. I uh, was in Bosnia in 2019 in Medjugorje, which is a, a spiritual religious site of Blessed Mother appearing. Okay, well, I, I was watching the news, and all I did was bash Trump. And then I met a guy in Italy, I mean, an Italian guy there, in Medjugorje. And he says, look, at I own this laundromat, but behind this is a garden. He goes, this is something that you guys are going to have to do in the future. He goes, right now you have Trump who's holding everything back. It's great. He says, you don't realize. He goes, we're growing a garden for a reason. And, you know, he's already predicting the food shortage. He's growing because of food shortage and things. Oh, of course. And And then it's funny because you know, I'm reading this book right now called 1984. I didn't understand it in high school. I sure understand it now. Kind of crazy. But in the book, there's a guy that everybody hates, Trump. Okay, it's another well, guy named Goldstein. They all hate him. They have this, they're throwing things at the tele, tele tree, uh, screen or whatever. Oh, we hate this guy and everything. And then every everybody hates him. And then... Um, it, it, they have this mind control police that right. come and there's, get you. you there's know, a, a whole lot of things in that book that are eerily similar to what's happening right now yes. for a lot of reasons. So, so we're all supposed to think alike, and I'm tired of it. And even my pro-life group, they're like, don't mention anything political. And no, I'm sorry. I want to vote pro-life. I do not want a one-party rule. And this is what they want. I finally gave up praying. I'm telling you, I was I was praying for the election. But then I said, you know what? I was so sick of my sister's atheist and she, all these Democrats. And she was like, no, uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I want him. You know, <clears throat> she couldn't stand Trump. Well, all right. These, so I said, give them what they want. And now Biden's in. OK, so, yeah. And then nothing is enough. Because they're going to keep wanting and wanting, and they're going to yeah. take over. It's a, it's a crazy time. Gene, i got to go to the, the next call. People have been holding for a while, but I appreciate it. And you know what I would say is is don't give up on the prayer. Uh, even if you got to pray for the guy you didn't vote for, the Scriptures instruct us to do that. And people, you know, when Trump was president, there were Christians who refused to pray for Donald Trump because they didn't like him. And people refused to pray for Obama, and people refused to pray for George W. Bush. There was this, this movement's kind of grown for a long time. And, you know, the person in charge right now, like it or not, whatever we think about it is Joe Biden and the food shortages you're talking about and the different things that are possible. They're not any more possible. They're, they're more possible right now than ever in a lot of ways because of what's going on in Russia, Ukraine and Europe uh, and what's happened after COVID supply problems. There's a lot of problems. We need our leaders to do well, uh, even if we didn't vote for them. You can even pray that they don't get reelected. That's fine. Pray that they get replaced by somebody better. I think that's a perfectly fine prayer. But while they're while they are leading, uh, we're instructed to pray for them. So don't give up on that. Don't give up on other people who see things different. Um, let's let's fight for the truth. Jesus said to Pontius Pilate, you know, he said that people who are on the side of truth listen to me. Jesus said. And so for Christians, we want to be on the side of truth, and Jesus needs to be our number one person who we listen to and uh, follow his commands. That's what we do. 888-528-2557. George in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. 
George, are you with me? All right, George, I will come back to you. You've been on hold for a while. And uh, if you're back, I'll get to you here in just a second. We're, it is Open Phone Friday. we got a couple minutes left. We'll continue into the next hour. wrong with this phone? Oh, I got somebody. Hello? Hello? Hi, who are you? <laughs> I didn't click a button. George, my cell phone was like... Um, oh, you're George. Yes, and it has been very strange ever since. Well, all right. <laughs> Some you know, strange is fine. It's Friday. It's good. What can, what's on your mind, George? Um, the words of uh, Mr. Frank Pastore when he was host of the show. Yeah, and he mentioned a law wars, and I like what the previous caller said about thought police, and um, I think we're seeing that now. A lot of rules and regulations and laws to control situations that, you know, they want people to do, like in the education, criminal justice, and immigration. A lot of these things are, are, are happening for sure. And, you know, I think, though, that this is where we need to be engaged and to pray and to show people the truth. We can't, you know, pretend that uh, things are just going to fix themselves. And we also should, we should, I think, in the back of our mind, remember that Jesus did not predict that, uh things were going to be easy for believers, that there will be people who will hate us because of him. And that, you know, that's, you know, in a way, I think that should give us comfort that there are people who would prefer that we, we stay quiet. And, uh, you know, I think, thank you for your call. I appreciate that. Um, so be in prayer, be engaged, but love your, love the people that God has put in your life and really seek you know, what is true, and don't be afraid to speak things that are true. Don't speak things if you're not quite sure they're true, or at least acknowledge that you're not quite sure, because we should not be speaking things that aren't true, and sometimes we do, or things that we're not too sure about. You know, there's, there, there is such a critical thing for us to do to make sure that we are truthful, because most of all, our job here is to reflect the truth of Jesus Christ in the gospel that's what we're here to do more than anything else. And speaking the truth helps us do that. And if we're not truthful, then we don't have credibility when the time comes to talk about it. 888-528-2557, Forrest. I've got uh, just a couple of seconds for you, Forrest. Welcome to Southern California I want, Live. Hi, I want, to, I want to play the movie called Super Spreader. It's in this week. It's about how the government closed down churches all over the country and, and, and the misinformation they used. The Bible says, uh, "Do not uh, have, have nothing to do with the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but rather expose them." So, we, so the, the expose movies are coming out; to, they're informing people of how we've been lied to. All right, um, Forrest, I'm, I'm about out of time, but I appreciate your call on on that, yep. and, and it kind of goes with the same theme. Just make sure that you're telling the truth. I've seen some movies about these things that are pretty good, and I've seen some that you know they're they're sensational, but they're not really true. I don't know anything about the movie you're suggesting here, so I'm not saying that either way. Um, but whatever you do, even in the, the controversies that we've got right now in our politics, let's speak the truth. And if we don't know, let's acknowledge that we're not sure that we don't know. That's fine, because our, our goal is to maintain credibility with what we know to be true, with what we understand to be true from the scriptures, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He's the savior of the world. He is our hope. And this has to be our focus on everything else. i got to take a break. We'll be back with Open Phone Friday when we come back, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as your Friday edition of SoCal Live continues. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.